Coming up, we're about to answer your questions in maybe what will be a helpful episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. So from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 132 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host as always, Mr. Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Well, hello. Rhino, hello. hi. Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you. Good nice to, to see you, to have you here today. So, uh, no, uh, we've we've got a great episode for you this week. Sorry, uh, sorry mm. last week uh, with the episode that we put out. Um, I was on vacation and in the mountain. Um, yes, I was. Mountain. I was in the mountains of North Carolina, which I know that doesn't sound exciting to some of y'all out there, but there's a lot of beer to be found there, and that is what I'm about. So um, that's that's what I was doing. But uh, yeah, I ran into some problems with the show because unfortunately. Um, I completely forgot to bring the file for last week's show that we recorded. So uh, first, Rhino had to play a little game of track down the file and get that to me on top of then uh, me just not having really great Wi-Fi at all. So unfortunately, I had to wait until I was back at home in order to get it up. But uh, it was a great episode. It was on Revenge of the Mummy. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go ahead and check it out. Uh, there was some some fun tidbits in it. The movie turned out to be terrible, according to Rhino. I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you can listen to what I thought about it on the Dizpop iTunes, the audio-only feed. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'll go into it on there rather than any details on here. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, the one, the one great thing that kind of came from that episode so far that I'm seeing feedback from people is everyone has such a passion for Revenge of the Mummy. Uh, they really love it. So um, hopefully Universal feels the same way about it and doesn't try to ever do anything uh, to, to screw that up. So because, you know, it's, it is beloved. But we're not here today to talk about Revenge of the Mummy. Uh, we have a little fun uh, question and answer show for you coming up here. So um, I, I'm not sure if anything newsworthy happened over the past week. I have not really been following any of it because I took my vacation very seriously. Um, but I do have some questions here from people submitted mm-hmm. via Facebook and email. So why don't we stop wasting time? I'm talking to myself specifically on that. And why don't we just jump into it? So are you ready to go, Rhino? I am ready. Oh, okay. Ready. Ready to answer these questions. Okay. The first one's going to be kind of a, uh, it's got a blue sky sort of question. Okay. One that we may have answered before, but as I was going through and pulling questions, I could not remember if we have done this one before. So this one comes from Steven. And Steven asks, since we know a few more resorts are coming to universal property if you could theme a hotel to any property universal has used from the parks to halloween horror nights but excluding harry potter because that's too obvious what would you pick and why jurassic park man because they would have chili and sea bass on their food menu uh 
Hmm. The Hunger Games? That would make for an interesting lodging establishment. Uh, I don't know. So an, one that they already own? I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. One thing they've already used. Nintendo. Um, Nintendo Hotel would be kind of cool because imagine the lights in the room would all be like the question marks, the coin boxes. Um, I can imagine like it's all themed, like the Donkey Kong wing could all be like kind of jungle themed yeah. and it, there'd be drums everywhere and um, a lot of bananas when you get welcomed in the room. And then, um, yeah, I, I could see something with Nintendo. No, I, I obviously could too. Um, and I I think something Nintendo could actually uh, come someday. Uh, I think it would definitely be in the realm of a... You um, look like Mario right now while you're saying it. I'm sorry. It's you a minute too. Sorry. I left my black mustache at home. <laughs> For people who are listening, I have a red shirt on with a red hat. And yes, I do look pretty ridiculous. Oh, so have worn all green. Yeah. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> we could have a good-themed episode here, but you screwed it up. Um, I, I would see that definitely as a, a value hotel. Um, you well, know, imagine what the pool would look like. Oh, well, it could have like the little piranhas everywhere. Oh, I mean, the, there's just endless realms. Um, I I could definitely see it as something like an art of animation, where you have mm-hmm. um, where you have three different pools and you have multiple themes throughout the resort. So yeah, you have the Donkey Kong area and you have a Donkey Kong pool with that, and then uh, you know you do have a Mario themed area with the Mario pool and all of the the warp pipes in there too because you just yeah you couldn't you couldn't go without that but then you know maybe also uh, a Zelda theme too because the the one thing that's kind of been uh been kind of off the radar with every announcement with Super Nintendo World and what could be coming is uh, Zelda's been given a little bit of love but not a ton of love because a lot of the the rumors are whatever Zelda was planned for the first round has been completely X'd out. I'm I'm realizing as you said Zelda too. Okay, first of all what if one of the areas was like the haunted place in Mario? Mm. They'd never do that. The haunted corridor of course. Yeah, um, but also we didn't talk the map that got leaked yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about the map that got leaked, and I'll I'll just bring that up right now because of it. Um, the the map that got leaked kind of showcased what could be coming to Universal Studios Florida in, um, you know, in the Kid Zone section, which you know we've been talking about it for a long time. Everything I was being told was that uh, what the first of Nintendo that goes in at Universal Orlando would be in Kid Zone. And everyone else, you know, who thought that too was kind of standing firm on that. And now these plans were released and, uh, well, not released, leaked. And uh, those confirm what everyone had been told about Kid Zone before. So I, that's still kind of the starting point. And then within the plans, then there was the broken down sections for uh, different attractions that might be there. Um, and then Zelda was involved in that as well as Donkey Kong. Um, and I, I just know from... Pokemon was there too, yeah. yeah there was a Pokemon training center. Exactly. I, I can only speak on what I've been uh, shared and stuff. And I can just... I, I can't really talk about that because <clears throat> I said I wouldn't to someone who was talking to me about it. But... Um, basically, the only thing I can say is that uh, I don't believe that Zelda will have any involvement in it, even though those plans say that. Oh. I think those are older ones, and uh, ideas have changed since then. But that is my original uh, – that, that, that's my standpoint on those park plans. I think we do have a Nintendo question coming up later, too. So I'm not going to get more into that 
uh, than I did right now. But uh, yeah, that's that's there. So for my hotel, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, sorry, I'm kind of getting over a little bit of a, a cold of sorts. But um, if I could have one hotel, I think I would go the very easy route and do a hotel kind of themed around opening and not opening attractions, but the classic universal attractions. So, of course, you know, you're going to have a Jaws wing. You're going to have a E.T. wing. Oh, my God, a Back to the Future wing? A Back to the Future one. You're going to have a, be all a Kong 50s one. Oh yeah, no. It's, and so that's that's what I would want to see from that. Um, you know, in, I, I would love something HHN, too. I'm just not sure of what <laughs> the, the children's hotel. Would, yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> that would really go with it. But I think the classic movies, I think there's a way to do that, too, where, you know, with the Jaws, it can be very... It can be very uh, New England uh, kind of beachy style yeah. with that, and and with Kong, you could go for more of a the even though you know the Kong ride was through the city, you could go with that, or you could just kind of go all out and do like kind of jungleish themed, do like the island, ET, you know, go for that class a forest themed room. If they could make the forest in the room smell just like the queue. Oh, that would be out of this world. Mm-hmm. And, and back to Reese's the future. pieces in yeah. your, your little bow. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Back to the future. I definitely go fifties with yeah. that. Um, but that's what I would. Why like haven't they hired us yet as creative directors? I just I will never understand. Um, the problem is we are creative when it comes to blue sky, but when it comes to getting the job done, uh, we have a zero percent follow through rate on that. Yeah, I guess that's true. We're not really building dioramas that often. No, no and you know, that is, I can't even say we're putting. Uh, we're not even putting pen to paper. You do sometimes, but not really with that. More with the cartoons and such. Yeah, cookies, yeah. cookie yeah. cops. Shh, don't talk well, about yeah, my we, idea. We can't talk about that. That's, <laughs> that's for a different show. So, <clears throat> excuse me again. Uh, this next question comes from Samantha, who says we are staying one night at Cabana Bay. Then one night at Royal Pacific so they can get Express Pass for two days at the park. Very clever. Can we keep the car at the cheaper Cabana Bay parking lot for two days? And is it worth it splitting hotels? We are staying Friday to Sunday in September after our Disney cruise. First time at Universal Orlando. I don't, um, I don't think so because you need the room key to get out. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be a problem. You're going to have to move the car over. We apologize for that. Uh it's uh, you. You just have to. So you're gonna have to be okay. It's only like a dollar or two more. I don't. I don't. I haven't looked at an old rate on that or uh, a current rate on that in quite a while. So I do apologize. My information's off, but um, it's it's not that much of a significant difference between the parking for the two hotels. If you're talking the difference between um, just regular parking at Cabana Bay and valet at um, at the other hotel then yeah that's that's definitely a big step up so just just don't do that but um in terms of royal pacific doing uh checking in there so you can get two days of express for your three-day uh vacation i think that's that's a wonderful idea um that's uh, it's actually perfect you get the best of both worlds you get cabana bay but then you do get a little bit of time in the parks with the express pass so um and with that my only advice would be to since the first day you go there i don't know if you're planning on gonna be at the parks that much or whatever but just enjoy it relax as you're going around um when you'll have the express for the next two days um 
definitely take advantage of that and make sure you go you go like balls to the wall during that and yeah. then the day that you don't maybe maybe use that as a day to really like walk through the wizarding world of harry potter and truly look at the little nitty that. gritty stuff yeah. yeah the little the little details yeah and um the other thing to keep in mind friday to sunday you didn't say when in September. If it's towards the end, make sure you're paying attention to those Halloween Horror Nights dates. Because if you're not interested in that event, um, you're, that still could affect your vacation because the park's closing earlier. So not as much Islands of Adventure, but uh, Universal Studios Florida will close a bit earlier because of HHN. So definitely keep an eye on what your dates are. If it's beginning of September, not a big deal. If it's at the end... Um, just have a plan for what to do when uh, Universal Studios Florida is going to be closing a bit earlier in the night. So, this next one comes from Trey. Sorry, Troy. That's my bad. That is my bad. I'm looking on a small screen, so I should have blown that up. Uh, Troy asks, in your opinion, if you have early entry to Volcano Bay, should you still reserve the premium seating or are there enough umbrellas around property to get one with early entry? This is something I've actually I've heard about is that um, one of the struggles happening there right now, because we all know they opened a little earlier than they should have, is that um, it's um, become a bit of a of a challenge to find shade later in the day. So if you're talking like you know you're not coming first thing in the morning it might be worth it to reserve one of the premium spots. It depends, though. Well, lately, the weather's been so terrible here. Like, we're back to that 3 o'clock thunderstorm every day. So, Yeah, yeah no, that that's a tough call. So um, I, I guess it would also – it depends on what you're looking to get out of a place like Volcano Bay. So if you're the type of person who, when you go to a water park, a pool anywhere, and you like to just sit and lounge by that area – um, by the pole or you know where where you set up, then I, I would absolutely re- recommend getting uh, premium reserve seating. Uh, for me, when I visit any area like that, I get stir crazy. I can't sit in one place too long. Um, and if I wanted to take a break to go sit down somewhere, I'm more likely to find myself at a bar or a restaurant. Yeah, so, and, and the 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 I. W- one of the great, one of the things I really enjoyed about Volcano yeah. Bay is the dis, like I feel like all that kind of stuff's evenly dispersed. Yeah. So like there's a bar on this side, there's a bar on this side, and those are specifically the bars for that. Then there's like food location, food location, food location. So you don't have to go too far without finding a little bit of a like solace yeah. somewhere, you know. No, and and even a step beyond that, if I was, you know, they're they're still facing the problems with with the virtual lines, and it's basically now they're at the point where. If the virtual line has no weight at all, you don't have to worry about reserving your time. You can you can still go up and you don't have to worry about that. So they, they are starting to, to get That's into good. a bit of a groove with it. It's still not perfect. Um, but my thing is, like, if if it's really – if I'm really looking for a way to relax at a, at a place like that, um, I'm more likely to go for, like, the lazy river than even sitting down. A good idea, yeah. On a, on a – 
beach chair or cabana or any any premium place uh so that's just my output on it it uh, it all depends on how you do water parks if having a comfortable chair and a good location is what you do or having a cabana is something you have to do then obviously go with that but um if you're willing to explore and find uh off the beaten path places where you can kind of uh you know, just get out of the sun maybe for a while or get off your feet, then uh, there there are there to be found. They are there to be found as well. So move on to the next question. This one comes from Autumn. And Autumn asks, if and when Universal builds a fourth gate, there are some universal intellectual property. Are there some universal intellectual properties you would like to see lands or areas themed around? Let's say there are five lands or areas. What would you think would work best? Like new properties or like she's saying, well, I'd love to see Adam, not a she. Oh, I thought you said autumn. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'd like to see again, something that celebrates classic universal or something that celebrates the movies. So I, you know, I know it always comes back to Back to the Future, but I still feel like that's a bankable thing for the rest of time. Yeah. You know, oh, the right there, the rest of time, Damn, the rest of time. Um, you know, maybe some sort of like, even if it's not an attraction, maybe it's just Hill Valley. Yeah, and um, like there, the Time Institute, and it like shows you the history of movies or something yeah. like that. You know, I I would honestly too. So we have that's one choice for you. I would love to see something. In terms of something that hasn't been done anymore, but kind of taking the idea from uh, from Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon a little bit, but um, instead of leaving it on just The Tonight Show, maybe focusing on the comedy of NBC as a whole. Okay, and yeah. kind of highlighting a lot of those past uh, past shows and current ones that that just brought a lot of like Seinfeld friends yeah. like the 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 musty TV. Yeah, yeah. well it focus on Saturday night live and yeah. that just had its best year in how many years yeah. and you know ride ride the wave on that. The Office was a huge hit for NBC. The Parks, Parks and, and Rec, Recreation. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's so much there, and I know, like they talked about in City Walk, maybe maybe we'll open up like an SNL themed lounge, and and there's been those ideas. But I feel like you know there's there's been enough hit television shows that have been shown on NBC because I know like technically Friends is Warner Brothers on yeah, Warner Brothers, yeah. but. You know, people don't remember it as a Warner Brothers show. They remember no, it, it as it's in the feather NBC. of the peacock. Yeah. It's like Will and Grace is, yeah. I think, is the same situation. You know, it's like a, made by somebody else. But um, yeah, and, and I see. I thought you were going to say this. What I'm about to say, and I was thinking it would be cool if they had like a black and white area yeah. and it celebrated like classic um, the monsters because that could be the theme. Is it's all like black yeah. and white film and. Um, so everything in there, it would be kind of cool to see an area that has an absence of color, and then you could do um, just expand on that classic monster. Yeah. Since the dark universe is a thing, is well, trying to be a thing. That actually, that kind of went into what I would have added as a third. So we'll call that not just classic monsters have that, but just do it as like a a, a horror. Horror land, horror, horror yeah. land, essentially. Horror so, land, um, with kind of the same idea that the one Scare Zone had uh, two years, where it switched back and forth from current uh, current uh, genre films, and then also went to the black and white section. Do it like that, but have it as a way to showcase those universal classic monsters in that black and white setting but then also be able to tie in stuff with Halloween Horror Nights um, so so few people 
you know, get get a taste of what Halloween Horror Nights is unless they go to the event. And I know, like, going to see the horror makeup show, you can kind of read about it and you can see the one prop display. But it's unlike at Universal Hollywood where you have The Walking Dead now open year round to get that idea of, OK, this is what this is what it's kind of like. Yeah. So if if we could get the same thing in Orlando is a bigger whole land then I feel like that could uh that could really that that could open a lot more minds to how much bigger the event could be uh on a yearly basis. So um that's that's another idea with it. Um Spielberg land. Spielberg land. Spielberg land. Um That's not bad. I, I'm just thinking like Jaws, E.T., Jurassic Park. I mean, this guy's he's the executive producer on Back to the Future. You know, it's yeah. like I just pulled up a list of um, Universal movies and the first like bunch of them are all Steven Spielberg films. So it's kind of like it would be cool to see something that maybe celebrates that. I don't know, though, but we kind of already said something that celebrates classic movies, I guess. But I'm, I'm trying to just look through and see if there's something else in here like another franchise that hasn't been yeah that's that's tough because they're doing a good job of a decent job at staying up to date on what their good franchises are with the addition of stuff like fast and the furious and um you know slowly trying they're already prepping up for despicable me three to hit theaters and and they do such a they, they try to they try to be very close at all if possible to it. And I know I'll, I'll end it, this question with the last one. Um, I, we talked about it before on a really old episode, but I still think they need to do a Leica Entertainment Land. Oh, where, that's a good one. Yeah, where they have nice kids area. all of where they focus on Coraline, Box Trolls, um, Kubo. Paranorman, Kubo. Uh, they're, it's just they're such great movies. And it's a shame that they only get these little limited time, uh, limited time experiences at Universal, and then uh, the the whole thought of them have basically just disappeared from the theme parks. I, I still think they need to do something with it. Uh, you know, it's uh, the way it kind of works is that they need to scratch each other's back. Universal needs to give. Uh, give like a little bit of love and that's going to bolster up their box office success. Yeah, I think so. And then that's going to, it's going to feed back and forth. So um, that is my opinion on that. So those are our five. If we gave them, I don't even I know if that did. was five or four. It was uh, Spielberg. Spielbergland. Spielberg. Spielbergland. Um, like a monsters slash horror. Um, I don't remember classic what classic movies or Back classic, to the Future. Back to the Future, and then um, uh, NBC must see TV. Yeah, something yeah. that celebrates TV. Yeah, absolutely. TV Land. TV Land. It's just a, steal it from Nick and Knight. Whatever. Yeah, so good. They should have made a. They should have made a channel out of it. Um, <laughs> so our next one comes from Frank, and Frank asks, "What are some of the non theme park things to do at the resort? You suggest." Well, That's kind of an open question because I didn't suggest a theme park or a resort, and uh, I didn't. Um, so I can't tell you what, but I, I think we can probably give you a, a bullet point list here of some things you can do outside of Studios, Volcano Bay, and Islands. Uh, yeah, uh, bowling at um, Cabana Bay. Yeah. That's always fun. We like that. I would also say. Uh, just drinking to anywhere at Cabana Bay. If you are into that, um, there's there's nothing as fun as um, 
you know, hanging out at the pool at the Atomic Tonic in the the one courtyard. I, I just love the atmosphere there. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I, I just love all the bars at Volcano Bay. I think they are enjoyable to hang out at. If you're staying at Volcano Bay or any or blah, Cabana Bay, I think I just said Volcano Bay like six times in a row. Um, Got to get Volcano Bay off the mind. It's well, over now. Better than you um, keep saying Emerald Bay again. Yeah, well, no, that, was, that, was that wasn't me. That was Pete saying Emerald Bay. I convinced Sapphire Falls was called Emerald <laughs> Bay. <laughs> yeah, he was. close. <laughs> It's close. Yeah, man, no I imagine those were all lands yeah. in Oz. Exactly. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Also, if you're staying at Cabana Bay or any of the resorts, uh, you got to get in on that um, that lazy river. That's just something so relaxing and nice to do. Um, uh, I can't. Um, you know, over at Sapphire, we always say go to go to strong water. I know a lot of this involves drinking. Yeah, it does. But the movie at the pool at night is. too is good. Yeah. The dive and die and dine, dive yeah. and dine, drown and dine. The dive in, the dive, dive in. in, no dying in the dive in. Yeah. So um, uh, over at um, Portofino, I highly recommend. There is a, an authentic bocce court. I don't know how authentic oh, it is. Yes, bocce. Um, but there's a bocce ball court, and it's actually like on the sand bocce court too. So you don't have uh, you don't have the same problems as playing on grass or other surfaces. So I highly recommend going over there to do that. Um, Hard Rock, just walking around and seeing the memorabilia is uh-huh. a, that's a lot to take through your day. So that, that's in um, Royal Pacific. I uh, I got nothing for you there. Um, but then, of course, it, it's City Walk. So if you you have dining and eating, uh, definitely, if you like mini golf, play some mini golf. Check out a movie there. Uh, if you go at an off time, there's a good chance you'll be in a theater by yourself, which is um, definitely always preferred. Uh, for for me and myself and and I and that's, me myself and I yeah that's that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is that you know that's awesome I do so our next one comes from it's it's written out as Chelly but I'm pretty sure it's a fun way of saying Shelly yeah so Shelly Chelly but I'm gonna keep saying Chelly because I like Chelly better um, so Chelly says my husband and I did the VIP tour at Universal Studios Hollywood and it was fantastic we were thinking of giving the vip tour in orlando a shot next time we're there but we're not sure if it'll be worth it without the backlot tour have you done it and do you think it's worth the money um i've never paid to do a vip tour here so i'm a little uh i I can't give you a straight honest answer in terms of being worth the cost besides uh seeing it on paper and saying well yeah it's a it's more expensive than getting yourself an actual ticket uh just a day pass um, even with Express and all that added on, but uh, they they cater to the group. They go to the attractions you want to go to. Make sure you see as much as you can with as little waiting as possible. I think there's a lot of bullet points on paper. I have done the tour as part of media events um, where they take in a surrounded VIP tours, and I do say that I love the service and and the VIP uh, tour guides are very knowledgeable on. Uh, on everything they need to know about the attraction. So there are definitely perks to that. But for me, I feel like if you have a smart plan and you are, you're very proactive in terms of getting to a theme park and going around and hitting stuff, uh, I think you can definitely with a good, an unlimited express pass or even a regular express pass. Um, plus a, a smart plan. You can get everything done cheaper. You don't really need the guide. And, um, 
Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought on that because you you get the insight and you get the information and knowledge, but you can get a lot of that in different places. Um, specifically, all the podcasts out there about Universal because um, we take tours and we hear this info and then we share it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like these secrets stay and die with the tour guides. So a lot of the information they share with you is already out there. Um, and then after that, you're you brought up the the backlot tour with the Hollywood one. That is the reason why to do a VIP oh, yeah, tour absolutely. out there. So you get the extended backlot tour. We don't have anything like that here. So the experiences are both wildly different. Um, I'm VIP tour all the way. If I could do that every time I go to Hollywood, I would. Um, but here in Orlando, I think it's it. it I, I think if you really want to slack off and you just want to see the highlights, because you won't make it around to everything. That's why that's why I recommend doing uh, an express pass or unlimited express plus a smart plan to hit the non-express attractions because you will only hit the big attractions and then a couple minor ones here and there um, with a VIP tour. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> you said it. I don't think there's anything to add. So this is called stalling for time while Craig drinks water. Oh, I stalled really yes. good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is kind of a long one. I tried to read it three times, and I didn't get everything I think I needed to get out of it, but we'll see what happens here. So this comes from Marshall. He says, I have two questions as it involves the rumored Nintendo world that could be coming to Orlando and definitely coming to Japan and uh, and relevancy. So um, I the, the one thing to take out of here is it is coming to Orlando. They've already announced that it's coming to Orlando. So... Um, so that's just that they, we just don't know what's coming to Orlando. Yeah. Whereas we know what is happening in Japan. So Marshall says, I recently read the article that Jackie Gailey posted of a map for the rumored area, which we discussed earlier, which the expansion could be coming to in the article. The map of the expansion is rumored to remove the Woody Woodpecker kid zone while keeping ET adventure and placing Nintendo world. Oh, thank God. Behind Springfield, all of which are housed in the universal studios park. While I was brainstorming, when I first thought of where they could put this expansion, I originally thought about removing Marvel Superhero Island and Toon Lagoon, since Universal does not own those properties, and seeds are being planted for Disney to begin a Marvel-themed area inside their own parks, with Toon Lagoon obviously being a different story. I feel Islands of Adventure has not seen the expansion it needs, considering the last major expansion was Hogsmeade, and while Studios has seen more rides being placed and then islands where do you think nintendo world could go in either park and what relevant changes do you think could be used for something like lost continent or seuss landing so um the first the first part of it um i think that while the plan has changes as we said earlier i i am positive that it is going to go in the back there right behind springfield and next to et kind of and that that will be the first thing we see open up from super nintendo Um, and the thing is too is like think about it like okay so yes maybe the marvel toon lagoon or i mean we all know that um whatchamacallit needs to go uh lost continent yeah but like the area that lost continent occupies could not be conducive to a plan for to maximize nintendo's presence it could just end up 
it, it might it won't give you what you want. So yeah. I feel like they they're for, I know you said you know where it's going to go, but like it or, or where you feel like it's going to go, but like it it is there for a reason. That's the person, the equivalent of an Imagineer uh, at Universal. It's there because that's the best space to occupy the best version of this this property that we can yeah. get. You know what I mean? As far as the other stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing, though, that it needs a makeover. I'm curious, though. Are people really saying that there's going to be Marvel stuff in Disney World? Yeah, they're still kind of thinking and, that I, it's I going said it to in happen. California Adventure, but... Yeah, no, they're, they're thinking it's still going to happen because of, you know, Disney crossing that line of uh, starting to add characters into the parks and, and really trying to, to put in, still without the name Marvel in any of it. Um, mm-hmm. They because it, I, I liked in the advertising was the studio that brought you the Avengers and the thing. I'm like, oh, what yeah. studio is that? <laughs> like, exactly. Um, so they, they're still, I think they're trying to find that line. Regardless, um, the reason why they're not going to get rid of um, of Marvel Superhero Island anytime soon is because Spider Man is still one of the best, if not argued by many, the best attraction. Um, well, and it's, there's, and it's, it's currently fresh because there's a Spider-Man movie yeah. coming out this summer, so it, why not keep, you know? Yeah, and according to Tom Holland, we have a trilogy to look forward to with Spider-Man movies, so um, no makes zero sense for them to just abandon Spider-Man right now when it's theirs. And then second, the Hulk just went through that major yeah, that's refurbishment true. to completely revitalize the track. So I'd say we have at the least another another uh, whatever twenty years of or so. I don't. I guess it would have been you know fifteen. So we'll say fifteen years of the incredible hulk running i don't see that ending anytime soon so i I don't ever see anything getting rid of a marvel superhero island unless unless you know i hell freezes over i guess i I don't i don't foresee it ever going away however the toon lagoon thing on the other hand i see that going away. Saying, saying something for toon lagoon i i was in the the camp that was really hoping that Kong would have been more substantial than just one building and kind of going into Toon Lagoon or even now what I would love is to have ape to ape right back and forth to each other and instead of instead of trying to fit a tiny Donkey Kong country uh, section into the into the first set of plans for Super Nintendo Land why not or Super Nintendo World and all that uh, why not make Donkey Kong its own island over in Islands of Adventure, and that way you get Nintendo into both yeah, parks. Yeah, split it up like that, that, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the first we see of Nintendo will be in that spot in Universal Studios, Florida. Um, as for what they could do to refresh Lost Continent or Suits Landing, uh, I first have to disagree with that because I don't think there's anything not fresh about Suits Landing. It's, it's Dr. Seuss books are classic. And oh, yeah, I would never land, really touch that. Yeah, the the land represents those books very well. So um, yeah, it does. It, I can imagine just sprucing yeah. it up, or yeah. you know, giving like. Uh, but it, you're you're right. It's one of those areas where you're like, I don't, there's not. If you want to like maybe replace an attraction for a different Seuss themed attraction, that's one yeah. thing. I mean, and I know a lot of people complain, and we have before too, thinking about the colors. Like, oh, you know, they could use a paint job more often. But if you look at a lot of the Dr. Seuss books, while very colorful, they're also they're very muted. 
in their color as well too so the the sun having its effect on all the attractions out there actually kind of works with it too so i i th- personally think seuss landing is fine with something like lost continent though um i don't know if there is any quick answer that's a lot of land and you know if there's unless they can find the right ip for it maybe maybe use it for something potter in the future maybe for something else that blows up um mm-hmm. i you know it, it's working how is it how it is now um because even though sinbad is a terrible show it still eats up a good group of people every time um you know uh the it, mythos is still just as popular as it ever was unfortunately for some reason so while while it still maintains uh, a way to get people in and out i i don't think uh they they will really just shutter it quite yet but then again it's happened before so i think instead of updating it just get rid of it but we have to wait on that so next question comes from Condus. And Condis asks, how many days should I plan to stay at Universal Orlando to sufficiently see both parks? Uh, I'd like to stay on site, but I'm not sure how many days of park-to-park passes I should get. Also, what time does Universal Orlando have the latest hours? I want to see the parks at night. Well, this time of year, it's a little later than normally is, right? Yeah, summer, you're going to have 9 and 10 o'clock for closings. Um uh and so i'm gonna assume you're talking about just visiting um universal studios florida and uh islands of adventure and not volcano bay uh if you're only talking about the two parks um if you come in the summer i would get an express pass by staying at one of the deluxe resorts and you can do it all in three days no problem with express um and if you come during the off time, you know, you don't have to necessarily stay at one of the deluxe hotels to get express. Stay at Cabana Bay or Sapphire Falls. And I think you can also get it done in three days. You just won't need that express option. And if you do want to add on Volcano Bay, I would say extend it out to five days. Um, mm-hmm. And that way you have a little wiggle room with more park hopping and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, the base minimum you need is three three full days too. Um, I, I don't want to say like don't don't plan on flying in at four o'clock, checking in, hitting the parks, and then having only one full day and then uh, a little bit extra time before you leave for the airport. You need three three full days to truly get everything you need to out of it. I know a lot of people out there can do it faster, but um, no, you, you know, want to you, take your time. You yeah. want to. There's areas and lands like Diagon Alley, Hogsmeade that I think deserve to have their time taken and seen. You know, don't rush through this. Yeah. No, and, and and if you really, if it's a factor on how many days of money you can get to it, yeah, you can do both parks in two days, um, and you will sufficiently see everything. But I, you go into Universal. What's the point of just doing it? getting it, the bare minimum done mm-hmm. when you could really dive in deep to what they're about and that is immersion so three three for regular based on the times of years that we said based on the others and um and then five if you add on volcano Yeesh. bay yes Yeesh. so we are coming to our very final question and this one comes from i, I think i'm pronouncing this correctly uh chris 
And Chris asks, Disney World is known for their use of background music to fully immerse their guests. Does Universal implement background music throughout the parks as well? If so, do you have a favorite background music that you could consistently hear played at Universal Parks? The Harry Potter music in Diagon Alley. I know it always comes back to Harry Potter, but there's something about when you hear that theme. And I don't know the name of the theme, but the theme from uh, Order of the Phoenix, and Mm -hmm. it's the... Umbridge is going down the hallway and putting all the you know all the changes in the school and it's like dun, 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 dun. it's this like upbeat. I just love hearing that. Yeah, no. Um, so to answer your question a little bit more thoroughly, too. Uh, yes, Universal also uses background music throughout uh, the entire park, um, throughout both parks and Volcano Bay. Um, it's a little bit different though because Universal Studios Florida more or less uh, they take. They take the music based on where you're kind of at. So um, as you're going through New York, you're going to hear a lot more like kind of jazzy themes from movies and such, Um, you know, 30s, 40s kind of style throughout. So when you're you're walking through Kid Zone, you hear fun, crazy music, Hollywood, you kind of hear that big band style going in with it when you walk in production central you hear just kind of a big splash of different genres um so yeah in springfield you hear the springfield loop which is personally one of my favorites um i love love the springfield loop yeah and ours doesn't do it or i haven't i didn't notice this last year i hope they do it this year but the the loop that they play in Hollywood is during Halloween Horror Nights is the Treehouse of Horror, yeah. and it just is like it's just fun because it's not like that area is scary or anything at night, but it's just it's it's cool to yeah. walk through and hear it. Like I love that touch. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So essentially, Universal Studios Florida really relies heavily on the music from the movies in the areas that they're represented, and they that's their background music. Um, you know, not not too far apart from what kind of Hollywood Studios is like. Um, focusing on the time periods and the movies that are represented in the areas. Islands of Adventure is a little bit different because it's not not all straight-up movies. Um, A lot of it is uh, music that that they had done for it, and they actually did way back in the the late 90s when the park opened. They put out um, uh, official albums of Islands of Adventure. I have it, yeah. Yeah. I have the actual copy of it still. Yeah, and so um, you know there was a lot of original stuff done for for uh, Port of Entry and uh, and Lost Continent, and then there was kind of fun reworkings on Seuss style songs, and mm-hmm. um, and then obviously when Harry Potter came in, that was straight up straight up Potter, which I I love all the background music in that area too. It's because the stuff they have in. And Hogsmeade is kind of the best of the first four movies, mm-hmm. and you know I, that's where a lot of a lot of the iconic mu- music from Harry Potter comes just from Sorcerer's Stone, or yeah. Philosopher's Stone. We don't hate anyone out there, um, but I, I love a lot of the music from that. So, and they played that in the castle all the time. So that's kind of where I react with it. Obviously, Jurassic Park is heavy with. Jurassic Park music, so you get my drift. At this point, I'm just kind of rambling on. Um, but yeah, for me, I love the music from Harry Potter, and I love the Springfield loops. Those are my two favorite ones to sit and listen to. I spend a lot of time at um, at the Duff Brewery out front of Moe's and just sit and watch the clips that they play from The Simpsons yeah. and listen to the loop. That's probably my favorite, actually. When Bartman's playing out there. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman. No, it's all good stuff. It's really good. So, 
that's it for questions. I hope we answered some good ones there. A lot of a lot of fun ones, things we haven't really uh, delved into before. So next time we do a Q&A, I hope, uh, hope you all can keep up the, uh, the challenging questions. But, uh, of course, if you ever want to send us questions, you can email us at uopodcast at disunplugged.com, and we will read them eventually, even if it's not an email show. Maybe we'll pick one every once in a while and just read it on a regular show. We do have that option to do that. We we make this. Um, but if you can't find our email address, of course, you can always find it at disunplugged.com. That is the home to our show notes page for this show and every single other show on the Disunplugged podcast network, as well as links to uh, our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and such. Um, make sure that you are being subscribed to us on the iTunes, as it's called lately. That's what I've been hearing it called as, the iTunes. The iTunes. And uh, make sure you're leaving uh, reviews or just giving us star ratings on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well and leaving comments and hitting that thumbs up button. And, of course, sharing it with a friend because, as we've been saying lately, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yes. Sharing. So, yeah, yes. So thank you guys so much. Uh, thank thank you all for watching and listening to this, whichever way you consumed it. Rhino, thank you very much for answering some questions with mm-hmm. me here. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a jolly good time. So uh, next week we will be back with you with another new episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But that won't happen until next week. Um, But yeah, until then, once again, sorry, but no resolutions. Have a good one. 